Welcome to the world of ability. We are here on uh, this gorgeous day in July. It is July 15th, 2023. We've had a lot going on in our little corner of the world and we have some wonderful friends joining us here today. Uh, our first one that I'm gonna bring in is no stranger to our show. She is the wonderful Marianne of Waikiki. So Marianne, I'm gonna bring you in right away to, uh, to share with us. So Marianne, I'm gonna send it right over to you. Well, aloha and hola. I'm uh, Marianne Ambrose. I go by Marianne of Waikiki. Uh, that's my book author name, my sign language name. And thank you guys so much for the World of Ability hosting this amazing show every Saturday. And uh, Emily, Kurt, and Sue, you guys are amazing. I know your sponsors are up in Canada. Thank you so much. Lawrence Wingate Studios, all these sponsors. And we want to highlight Leon McLaughlin, who was on our first show. Uh, the Today Show, who is actually having a fundraising event in Washington, uh, Seattle, Washington, fundraising uh, for clean water filters for worldwide, 35 countries. He's focusing on the Hopi Navajo Desert uh, Indian Reservation Tribe. And so they're out having a blast and summer fun and uh, a lot of summer fun activities going on. Everyone be safe and put your sunscreen on and hydrate, drink lots of clean water. And um, I'll just tell you the story of how the, my first book, Underwater Acts of Kindness, started uh, was uh, every two years, uh, the Transpac sailboat races leave um, Los Angeles and sail for several weeks to Honolulu, Hawaii, Waikiki Yacht Club, Hawaii Yacht Club. And in 1999, Captain Moore uh, recognized this great Pacific garbage patch and swirling around was all this plastic, soupy mess. Um, their boats were getting stuck and, you know, getting in their motors and everything. Well, I didn't know about it that in 1999, but when I went to Hawaii in 2008, uh, I had the opportunity to live on a, a sailboat myself and all this garbage was swirling around. And I was like wondering why, where is this coming from? And uh, I interpreted for a, a deaf man for over a decade at the Unity Church of Hawaii, Mr. Scott. and. Um, through meditation, I was guided I was going to write a series of children's sign language books with puppets. And I walked down to the mall, on the Moana Mall, during the trans pack, and I saw this tree of beautiful puppets. And there was a chicken, and I could put my hands in the gloves, and I could sign with it. And the creativity just kind of started from there. And um, at the Unity Church of Hawaii, I met Suzanne Sims. She's a writer, and Lucy Lynch is amazing. Uh, singer angelic voice and she has a band called lucy and the perfect wave and nick's guitars sounds like guess what during the pandemic i was able to get into studio and record my voice with their soundtrack so you can listen to it on amazon audible it's called underwater acts of kindness it features noah the hard of hearing whale who is in a is in a boat he's not on a hawaiian vacation and there's a boating accident and he loses his hearing and he is rehabilitated by a hermit crab called Dr. Fingers, <laughs> the finger spelling hermit crab at the rehab clinic. And it's written for the Animal Planet TV show Tank Guys because we have a red octopus named King Octo the Eighth who teaches the signs of peace, love, happiness and thanks. And they build a wellness tank for the sick fish. But through Noah's journey, he's going to become a new father. He sees all this plastic and what kind of world are they going to have? How are they going to find food? 
how are they going to use sonar? These boats are going by. And actually, when I moved to Hawaii, too, they had stopped the super ferry. And I was like, wow, you know, how would you test a whale's hearing with all this sonar going on and all these motors from all these big ferries and boats and cargo ships, et cetera. So anyway, it just sparked my interest reading an article by Noah. And that's how Noah's name is Noah. It's spelled with N-O-A-A-H, but his wife is Splash. And Splash was an acronym for a project that Noah was doing in regards to the marine life and all the sound vibration and affecting marine ecosystems. So that's how uh, the story begins. And they have a Hawaiian vacation. He's recruited by a sea turtle called the General of the New Earth Army after he's rehabilitated to tackle the Great Pacific Garbage Patch between Hawaii and California. Now it was several miles wide, but now we have new technology. We have ocean cleanup. We have other agencies out there cleaning up. And a young man named Boynton Slate created a, a machine to like in vacuums to circulate around these big gyros. And there's several gyros around the world. So he's doing amazing work. If you get an opportunity, check out oceancleanup.com, donate. It's a wonderful cause because it's affecting all of us, not only uh, you know, in our drinking waters, it gets getting into the fish, fish's systems, straws up, you know, turtles' noses we're seeing, um, and you can't eat the fish. You open up a piece of fish and it's, they're just full of plastic. And it's happening in all of us. All these microplastics are happening in our water and in our food now. And uh, so we highlight uh, a global topic in the Acts of Kindness series. So again, the book is called Underwater Acts of Kindness. Uh, Noah the Hard of Hearing Whale, King Octo the Eighth, Dr. Fingers, the finger spelling hermit crab, Shaka the sign language shark, who's very sharp at reading sign language skills, and Flip and Flop the service alpha dolphins. And again, the books are on Amazon and Audible. And all classroom teachers in the United States of America can receive copies of my books from an organization called DonorsChoose.org. Again, that's DonorsChoose.org. Uh, my friend Marilyn Rogers, a special ed teacher in uh, Hawaii, uh, introduced me to it and we sat down and it took her about 10 minutes to request the books. It's for ocean cleanup, sign language. I'm actually on the social emotional learning curriculum too. And boom, within two weeks, she told me, guess what? I got funded and Amazon shipped 50 books to her schools. The school kids read the books. They loved it. And I went out and visited them with the puppets and they couldn't wait they were all excited on the playground where's dr fingers and we did a slideshow passed the puppets around did the asl sign language the principal was there the other teacher came down it was just great fun and it's talking story about really what happened and again we need to look down on our ground look around if you're sitting at a bus stop look or traveling or in a forest or walking the beach look for 10 pieces of plastic everybody and do your part and pick it up and put it in the garbage can. Take those caps off of your, 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 your sodas or juices that you're drinking and save them. That's what I see down here in San Carlos, Mexico. There's these big heart bins and they're just full of all these plastic caps. And yeah, it's just amazing of what we just got to think about. Take 10 seconds, 10 minutes to, you know, meditate. What can I do to make this a better world? And so that's the story. So I encourage you, uh, you know, do your part and sail on sailors. I wish you well sailing. I'm a little homesick and I'm not in Hawaii. Uh, people are texting me, where are you? But I had a great journey 
to um, leave Honolulu and join my neighbor. Uh, he sailed to from Honolulu to Alaska to Canada to California. I joined him in San Diego and sailed down to Cabo. And now we're here in San Carlos, Mexico. So I'm promoting the books and uh, I'm working on a climate change book called Cool Acts of Kindness featuring another 50 uh, puppet characters and featuring Waterflow the Whale for Clean Water Foundation with Leon McLaughlin. And flow means for the love of water. And uh, it's been real fun to start to create this. My co-writer Suzanne uh, moved out of Waikiki and resided in Guadalajara. And we're in communications. We're applying for an awesome foundation grant for her to write uh, the book. And I'm just really excited about this now site with artificial intelligence. It's really helping me move forward with creating the storylines. Now, again, we've written the first two. So, you know, we're true about it. This is our work. But AI is really making it uh, speed up a little bit for me. And I feel like it's Christmas because I get up, I get excited. I get on, I plug in the characters. I can only do like three. And then you go, nope, not until tomorrow. But that's okay. Because this now site also too has leads where I can contact directly to teachers. And I can get the message out to the these 30,000 schools, 3,000 deafblind schools, so that the teachers can request these books. So uh, the second book is Rabbit Acts of Kindness, No Bully. Again, features a Harry the Hardy Hearing Rabbit, uh, Eve the Finger Spelling Ball, and Chelsea the Courageous Sign Language Chicken. And well, Harry gets bullied and get, kicks off the rock and lands up on Rabbit Island. And uh, he learns to um, create a sailboat himself and sail back to Magic Island. Again, that's where all those sailors are going to end up in the next week or so. So, uh, you know, sail on, sailors. Wish I was there with the, uh, the lays and the aloha spirit. But I'm down here in Mexico and, and doing our work. And uh, it's also polo season in Hawaii. And a short book is called Pono, the Hawaiian Polo Pony, uh, who has a deaf rider. And we talk about the different horses from all the different islands and the different meanings of the colors of the lay. And I'm just so grateful that I had that opportunity to, you know, be in Hawaii, live on a sailboat, interpret for a great guy, Mr. Scott, who relocated to California and he became a veterinary assistant and got a job at SeaWorld. See, the world of ability is just amazing. You got to shift your mindset and shift to your happiness, shift to what you want. And the universe does provide. And shifting that happiness, I was listening to some abundance frequencies, financial bliss, and lo and behold, now site just reduced their price for monthly service from $99 to $39. That's the savings in my pocket. And that is just a huge lead generator for me to get up, you know, start contacting these schools direct to those teachers. And it's just going to be a real game changer for me in the acts of kindness series. So again, Thank you so much for having me here. You guys are amazing. Kurt, Emily, and uh, uh, Sue, um, you guys go out and ski around. I'm going to be going down here to the San Carlos Harbor. It's a uh, uh, billfish tournament that's going on. So we're going to go down and, and people watch and see what happens and stay in air conditioning. <laughs> and, that sounds uh, amazing. And, uh, yeah. Yes. So got learning something new. So, you know, I am homesick, but I'm learning something new over here. And, uh, and I'm excited to work on this next book, especially with Leon McLaughlin. And again, everybody, the events free in Seattle, Washington, if you're listening to him, 
go on down. They got Dick's Burgers and they got, I guess, I don't know, a dancer from Cirque du Soleil. They got singers. It's just going to have great food, donated burgers and beer and everything like that. He was talking about it and he's going to be doing a next one. And again, that's for the Navajo, Hopi, uh, Arizona Indian tribe that they're fundraising for. So we got some other guests here. So take it away. Aloha, hola, and adios, amigos. Excellent. Marianne, thank you so much. As always, I'm thrilled to hear all the great things that you're doing. And I know you're off to have some more fun today. I'm kind of excited to hear more about how the rest of your day goes, because it sounds like you've got some great things coming down. So thanks again, Marianne. I, we're, the direction that you are headed and the direction you're coming from, amazing. So make sure to, to look her up, find her wonderful books that are out there. I've got one here, Underwater Acts of Kindness. So look her up and get all her stuff because it's amazing. So thanks all, as always, Marianne. And we do have a couple of our wonderful friends joining us here today. So I do want to take, ooh, I see Barbara has joined us as well. So we've got Aaron and Barbara coming on in here. I'm going to first introduce Aaron and have him say a couple words. And then Barbara, I'd love to have you join in the conversation here as well. So Aaron, let me bring you on in. He is, um, a, uh, let's see here. There we go. We, oh my gosh. And I'm making all sorts of fun things happen here with, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. So somebody pinned and said, okay, sorry. Technical issue on my end. There we go. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> trying to get us both on the screen at the same time. So Aaron, I'm so, so glad to have you joining us here at World of Ability. I have not had much chance to talk to you directly yet. I am so excited to hear more about what you all do. And if you could give your, an introduction to everybody of who you are and uh, just a little bit about, about you, I'm excited. So I'm gonna pass the mic over to you to, to take over here. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, you do. <laughs> I just hate Marianne Arsu, your energy and your excitement is contagious. Thank you. Great. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, for those of me that know who I am, I'm kind of new here to the world of ability and the disability channel. And I'm, I am here now. I'm CEO of Penister TV Media, where we give hope love and tools for people to be able to find their life after stroke again. And our encouragement really goes beyond stroke, it goes to every, anybody with, with disabilities, really. But I appreciate that. Obviously, can they, this, this is a weekly show, correct? Yes, it is. We're here on Saturdays, two o'clock central. Well, I think it's really great. I just, and it's funny when someone finds a purpose in life, a genuine spiritual purpose, because I believe everybody here on earth has a purpose. They were given a reason here, and they can make an impact in this world. And I can get really uh, submerged in this plastics on the ocean conversation but I'm I'm gonna hold up be hot be up be able to have Marianne on my show show sometime but you know it's amazing that when you find your purpose and you find your passion in life how it affects so many people it's amazing. Yes it is. 
I absolutely love it. And I know you have found a purpose as well. Tell us a little bit about what you do here. Cause I know you have a pot. I believe it's a podcast, correct? Well, it's really a show because I use video, but it could be a podcast. So that just is a racer. Yeah, take out the video. But basically what I do right now is I host two shows called the Stroke of Jesus show. Used to be podcast. And because I've chosen a video, I don't call it podcast. Because I was told that a real podcast has no video, but that's a bit of all. Today's, uh, today's social media. But a whole stroke of genius show survivor experience that's really again member stroke tv media is focused on stroke survivor but now reality i can relate to everything marianne talked about talking about mindset because i don't care what your disability is the mindset is the cornerstone of who you will become in the future so it's important that we really focus on that mindset. As people with disabilities, your mindset is cornerstone to who you are in the future. I love it. So thank you so much. I'm, I definitely want to hear more about what you're all doing. And I, I think what I'm going to do, though, is bring Barbara into the conversation and have her join in here as well. And then we do have another friend that's joining us as well. So I'd love to bring everyone in. If you can introduce yourselves and uh, and we'll get a good big conversation going here. So Barbara, welcome. She's a longtime friend of the show and always love to hear what's on her mind. So Barbara, what are you uh, what are you in the middle of today? What's all happening in your corner of the world? Well, what I'm looking at today is the rainbow gathering that's been going on in New Hampshire every 4th of July at a different national forest since 1972. They've been having these rainbow gatherings and I was lucky enough to be at some of the first ones where all the people who showed up tended to be people who were professors and, and teachers and healers and the idea we were going to no money exchange, there was no meat, I was all vegetarian, you know, no, not drugs, not alcohol it was going to be, we're going to teach each other about, you know, what we're learning, what we know, and we're going to help heal each other. And we're going to create this peaceful environment that is going to help change the world. And that was the most wonderful thing. We had Kitty Village where kids learned how to make peanut butter balls. And, and the guys were so smart. They put fishnet um, under the trees, by the trees, so the kids could climb the trees and they wouldn't, we wouldn't have to worry about them falling. And getting hurt. I thought that was so smart. Someone brought a horse kids could relate to. And we, we made trampolines that were floor level because we dug in the ground, you know. And there was Sister Village for women to talk about women's issues. And the Hare Krishnas would show up. And Jesus Camp would always be there in Jerusalem. And, you know, people just really wanting to share what they were learning. I love being with the ecologists, the botanists who would take us to the top of the mountain and they'd show us what was edible and then to the lake and to the meadow and we'd make a big salad and there was yoga camp and the American Indians would always come and set up a sweat lodge somewhere where there, we had running water. And you saw how, um, how we don't need all these things that people think 
we so need, you know, like rainbow gatherings, you don't need money and we don't need electricity. People figured out how to make warm water showers. Um, Krishna's are good at that. And, and how, you know, if you don't have a, a perfect toilet, you can always dig a shitter. I think that's okay to say here. But that was, you know, and, and you'd be proud, you know, we were like feeding each other and communicating with each other and just a lot of music. Now, Barbara, I have a question, too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't tell you. But, you know, the underlying theme between Marianne and you is energy. You just spoke about when you were at this place, there was an energy. And I don't think words can describe the energy, but I want you to do your best. Give me, put me there where you are and tell me kind of describe the energy you felt and what it what it was doing at the time. Oh, and I think I think of you know nature being so beautiful, and even when it rained, you know there was this rainbow to see, and it was a rainbow gathering, and you'd always hear the guys who were drumming. You know they would they would never stop. You know to keep that like heartbeat kind of. You know we're here and we we're fine with nature and. It's just the best feeling of trust and freedom and space. Then one year I come and somebody's cooking meat. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Gotta ruin the vibration here, right? You're gonna and his response was, There's a lot of young people out there, there's a lot of people out there, and they don't they don't know. They don't know this kind of like this kind of love, you know, and this kind of education. You know, we're trying to share with each other and they're hungry and they don't think vegetarian is really food and they don't think they can stay away from their cigarettes. And we're going to, we got to open the doors to share this intelligence and this feeling with everybody. And I, that's I think that's a really good point. I think that's a really good point, Barbara, because what ends up happening is if we judge people, if we judge them, we close the door on accepting them for what they are. And I think if you just love that person, despite if you disagree with them being a meat eater or disagree with them being a vegetarian, but you love them with the love energy, it it gets past all the the walls that we build. But we haven't done it yet, and it's been like fifty years because right. when started opening the doors to everybody there's no one you know coming up with alcohol what started happening is violence you know rainbow gathering people overdosing you know fight somebody actually got shot got killed so a lot of the you know what i want to say the more beautiful people that would go to rainbow gatherings you know to uh, i would go and bring laughter yoga is one thing i would try to share but, you know, people trying to teach each other and share and hail each other. A lot of those people get, like, scared, you know, to want to. And so I, I see this when people have a good idea and then somehow it hits a plateau and you're not growing. And I feel like that's where we are right now. And I feel like dialogue is really important for because I think people don't understand. They just want to see. What is the rainbow gathering? What is this one thing? And they don't understand what it was evolving from. 
you know, and what it's become, the reputation that it's become, and how do we move past this? You know, the right. people yeah. in town, we're told, you know, we're going to leave the environment better than we got here. You know, um, townspeople can make money. People will be coming through buying things. And, you know, that that was the promise. But, yeah, so now to get back to that very strong um, organization that was happening in the midst of something that's just a lot of people coming to a different national forest every 4th of July without a lot of, now it's seen as an anarchy without organization, but there really is. You have your communes where your medical people will be. And my friend Alan went this year, even though it was hard for him, he was having trouble walking, but he felt responsible because he's actually seen as you know a leader someone that you could talk to to know what's happening and where to go so so i just saw a video on how rainbow gatherings in in 2020 were being seen were being portrayed and you know the idea that there's not all the there's not a lot of diversity yet and someone said how can you do 50 years and you know there's you don't have diversity here and yeah, so it's about communication and people just staying strong and saying, you know, we'll go back there. And what what initially we wanted the people who are homeless to feel and to see, you know, that coming to a rainbow gathering, you hear, welcome home, sister, welcome home, brother. And it just feels so good. It doesn't matter, like, who you are, if you have money, you know, how you're dressed, if you're dressed just you know you're welcome and you know if you have a belly button you know please have some food that people are creating and yeah beautiful sense of welcoming i'm wondering you know from where we are now i was told in by 2030 we should become strong enough that we can make that change um, that that is so needed. And what you're talking about means everything. Because how did it feel? How did it feel to be there and have my little girl go, Mommy, I'm getting to help feed the community, you know, with all this like pride, all this That's joy. Amazing. I yeah. love this. <laughs> so I do have one more friend that is joining us. I would love to bring her into the conversation as well. And I actually, I'm not familiar with the Rainbow Gathering, so this is so intriguing to me. Thank you for bringing that to us. Um, I do want to bring in Debbie. She is a, a wonderful friend of the show. I wonder if you could remind everybody who you are, what you're all about, and uh, yeah, I'd love to have you join in this conversation. So Debbie, thank you for being here. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Sorry I was late. I was at another meeting, at a meeting. This isn't exactly a thing, is it? Uh, my name is Debbie Hayes, and I partner with a company called Pet Club 247. Um, the, the company started, well, let me go digress. <laughs> um, one of the founders of the company, his mother had stage four lung cancer about 30 years ago. So they're Asian, and they got some um, mushrooms, not the kind that make you high, Sorry, <laughs> but uh, they got some mushrooms from their relative in Japan, who's a doctor. She started taking them. The Sloan Kettering had given up on her, you know, go home, get your affairs in order, that, that little lecture. And um, 
a few months later, they thought, wow, this lady's still alive. They had her come in and she had no more cancer. So fast forward to about six years ago, her son and three of his friends actually lost their dogs in the same month of cancer. And if you're not aware, about 65% of the dogs um, in the United States get cancer. So they said, why can't we put this mushroom in treats for dogs and, and food for dogs? So uh, they, what they came up with was all natural food grade, human food grade ingredients. And some of them, both the treats and the, um, and the food has the, has the mushroom in it. It's a specific type of mushroom uh, grown in very specific conditions and has a stronger potency than a lot of the mushrooms out there. So both animals and as you can tell, humans have had success um, with the mushroom. So it's amazing to me. I love the story and, and what this history all is. And I bet you were busy here with having 4th of July. I know we had talked previously about uh, the wonderful benefits of what you have available for, for all our, our furry friends who get super nervous and, and crazy actually with all the loud noises and everything that surrounds 4th of July and fireworks and all that. Oh, I, yeah. you're on my mind when, <laughs> when the fireworks are going off around here. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. It, um, it is the most dangerous day of the year for our fur babies because that adrenaline gets going when they hear that. And um, they are able to jump the wall that they normally can't jump. They might be uh, pets. Hi there, Barbara's pet. Maybe on the screen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, kitty. Um, they might. It might be somebody that never a pet that never ever run dashes out the door when you open it. But they hear those noises. They don't realize that the noises are worse outside. So they take off because, like Sue said, they're trying. They're trying to get away from that. the The thing is that. Um, here in southern Arizona, we're in monsoon season. They haven't been very good monsoon so far, but I try to be home <clears throat> um, midday and evening for the most part because you just never know when a rainstorm is going to start out. That is actually a thunderstorm and has the same effect as the fireworks. At least for my dog, uh, all pets are different. But my dog has the same reaction to the fireworks and to the thunderstorm. So need to be around so I can give him his, uh, his treat that will help calm him down. Debbie, I have a question, Susan. I guess. That'd be great. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Debbie, curious. you know, you talk about the Eastern medicine, mushrooms, and the Chinese, you know, the, why do you think the Chinese culture, which has some breakthrough technology, breakthrough just like the mushroom, cancer, why do you think that that Eastern medicine doesn't make it to Western states, Western world? <laughs> Great um, question. <laughs> honest answer. <laughs> what, what I think is that um, the government really controls too much 
over here. And so the FDA, um, like in, in Japan, for example, the, that mushroom, that same mushroom is approved by their, their comparable to the FDA. And they actually give that mushroom to everybody that has cancer in addition to the Western medicine treatments. But over here, we can't be approved by the FDA because big pharma won't make any money. That's what I think. You know, which that, is too bad. Nuts. I, I think I would totally believe that there's at least at minimal, <laughs> minimally speaking, I'm sure there's a factor of that in there because if it's proven to be something that works why would we not want to make that available for for everybody to to be able to take advantage of that that makes me nuts i i wish yeah. i knew more about how the, how that can be possible because you're saying that in in china that that is something that's approved i mean that that's just yeah. blows my mind I, i'm not sure about china and japan or at least oh but yeah so elsewhere <laughs> it is right recognize I know it, for what it does. I know in China and Japan, it's been used in, in medicine for thousands of years. Yeah. Oh, there's so and many wonderful things me, out there. Oh, it's so amazing to me that like Sue just okay. said, it's proven to work. Mm -hmm. They've proven it. It's scientific. But on Debbie's point of Bay Pharma, let's just face it. Our disabilities, our mm -hmm. cancer, our diseases, the big money for big pharma. So a lot of the, how many of us are disabled, have a disability, and something that costs ten dollars well it just became three thousand bucks. It's because big pharma are because people look at money more than they do at the healing of person. I've been helping a person. Yeah, I'm being a bit a little controversial there, but sorry. So that's sorry. okay because I I think there's a lot of truth in that. That some depends on what your priority is. Is your priority the person sitting in front of me, or is it these massive numbers and I need to make them make money on all this stuff? And it's it's impersonal and there's no face to what they're what those decisions are based on. It's based on money, not people right. and what's in my mind, what's really important. That's part of why we're here, world of ability. People forget, I think, what's not right in front of them. They, if they're right. so easily, easily making decisions based on dollars instead of a person, it's like, you know, if it's their son or daughter, suddenly it may have a very different meaning and their decision-making might be a little different because all of a sudden it hits home. <laughs> But yeah, that, if Sue, that is amazing little input. You, I repeat what you said. It's not, it's because it's not right in front of them. They don't do anything about it. How many of us need a wheelchair ramp? How many of us needs braille on a, on a desk, on a elevator? But because it's not right in front of those people, you know, we've made strides, big strides of getting those starting to come in but i think too i think because it's not right by the people they don't see it and i've talked to it's not just cancer i mean this i always say god put this mushroom out there knowing that people 
we're and and even animals find it in the wild i'm sure and benefit from it in the wild but people are going to find it in the wild and understand that over a period of time that it can do things for a variety of illnesses but the sad thing to me is that i'll talk to people who are so um are so focused toward Western medicine, Aaron, that they just don't, you know, they won't listen. They're like, oh, well, my doctor didn't recommend it. So therefore, you know, it must not be good. And of course, we cannot say 100%. I mean, there are studies that have been done, but in the United States, you can't really, you got to be careful because if you publish a study, it makes it look like you're trying to be medicine, but you're not FDA approved. And then they can like shut you down. Right. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, just heartbreaking when there's somebody that, you know, I mean, I can tell you a couple people like that I've talked to with or talked to their relatives within the last month and they, you know, and they were like, no, no, that's okay. I, I'm not going to try it. And I'm well, like, I, it's, it's a mushroom. It's not, you know, it's not going to make you high. It's just a regular mushroom that you can eat. I mean, some of the dogs have have opened these bags and eaten the whole bag of mushroom supplements and not been had any issues with them, you know? Sue and Debbie, I'm sorry, I got to go. I got to leave. But thank you very much. Appreciate being here with you. They'll be able to see the best Sue's been in me. Thank you for having me and show Virginia. Absolutely. We hope to have you back again. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's been amazing and been hoping to get him on here. And it's so nice to have a chance to get to, to talk to him and get to know him a little better here. So, but yeah, and with what you're saying, I absolutely agree that, you know, it is part of that of if it's right in front of you and you have to have a reason to actually re- realize the value. I mean, even something like, th- this reminds me of the whole uh, Americans with Disabilities Act, that it literally took an act of Congress to have something like curb cutouts be an uh, absolutely expected thing to be on a curb. Because can you imagine if, you're, if you've never been in need of a wheelchair and all of a sudden, you know what? the next couple of months you're in a wheelchair for whatever reason something has happened all of a sudden how much your eyes will be open to the need for elevators and ramps and curb cutouts and all these things that oh you know now i need to notice <laughs> that they didn't have right. to notice before and it, it changes your perspective 100 percent when all of a sudden finally there's a reason for it to be meaningful to a person so yeah, I, what you're talking about with what the product is that you work with and how the value is there, it's amazing. And it's just a matter of people don't know about it, right? They're, they need that right. reason to have it in front of them. So I'm glad you're here to be able to share this. Yeah, yeah. And the, and back to your point about, um, about the Disabilities Act, um, I'll date myself. <laughs> I, I, was in college, I was in college when it was passed. Mm-hmm. And uh, all those years ago, and I, I and I was a phys ed major, but what? But they got my school got four grants that were available for people that took special ed classes. So I I was one of those four, 
And I took that and I ended up teaching. I actually got a master's degree in adaptive PE, but nobody, hardly anybody hires for it because the schools don't have enough money. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, um, I did, then when we moved to Arizona, then I did get change certification. Well, ad certification. I taught special ed. Oh, but. I love that. I, I'm learning more and more about you. This is really good. Yeah. Actually, yeah. there's a friend that I know for back from high school, friends on Facebook, and he does a lot with adaptive physical education at the school where he is too. And it just absolutely blows my mind that all the cool things that are available and, but you're right that that's not everywhere. It, it's very, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that it would have to be a larger school that has enough demand for that enough need to make that be a, a reality. And I wish it was everywhere because I, yeah. you know, there's, there is, you know what, if it's, if kind of like the, the ramp versus the stairs, everybody can use the ramp, but not everybody can use the stairs. That's true. <laughs> Very true. I remember, seeing, I remember seeing a cartoon at some point where somebody was shoveling the stairs and, and the, the ramp was right there too. And somebody made that comment of, you know, if you just shovel the ramp, then we're all good. And because you had people sitting there with their the uh, a cane and a wheelchair and somebody that didn't need any assisted uh, device and it just that one is like seared in my mind of that made so much sense <laughs> and the gentleman yeah. was shoveling the steps thinking oh I've got to get the steps done first but sometimes you have to step back and be like oh yeah <laughs> that makes so yep. much sense <laughs> yep oh. Speaking of furry friends, mine just walked in. <laughs> so if you're hearing shaking uh-huh. in the background there. <laughs> Minnie says hello. <laughs> Hi, Minnie. <laughs> oh, she's laying down here so cute. So, yeah. oh. Hi, oh. Emily. I saw you pop on also. Uh, and actually, there's two different podcasts going on at the same time. So I'm not 100% sure if she's able to pop on here or not, or if she's actually active on the other one. So we've got two oh. different Zooms happening at the same time. So it's kind of a, a crazy day going on. It's amazing. Right. There's a lot of fun things happening. And um, we even ha- got to do water ski lessons. I'm, I keep looking at the water in my background and our ski club did ski lessons this morning. So I spent all morning in a boat and it's been an amazing day already here. So Oh, that's good. So how was the ski show? Oh, the shows have been going so well this summer. We are really, really blessed to have had as much good weather and all the wonderful people. We we have such an amazing amount of talent in our group right now. It really brings everything to a whole nother level when you can put on big stuff and you can really have, have that extra flair for the audience. And I mean, we've actually gotten to where we have not successfully pulled off five three high pyramids all at once but we're this close (laughs) wow we actually we finally had gotten all the bodies off the pier and then the motors on on the on the uh boat actually had some kind of a failure in the middle of that so we it didn't happen and then there was another time where we almost had everybody off the pier but with that many bodies if you can imagine everybody sitting on the pier and taking off the unfortunately all kind of squished together right off the bat and people get squeezed out. So it's really hard to get that many people on the water all at once. And it's gonna happen before the season's done, but we haven't yet. Oh, same great. We have a video high. of it to show us. 
Oh gosh, I hope we have one. Yes. We did have one big first time ever experience with the club uh, just a couple weeks ago. You're saying video and it made me think they did get a video of, we have uh, a fun act where we have the guys going all the way around the boat. It's called a boat 360. So literally you whip the, the skiers around the boat and we've successfully had four go around quite a few times, but we actually did five guys around the boat. I can't do that. <laughs> I've got a lot of respect for them because that is a hard act to do. And they got five guys all the way around. So uh, wow. on Facebook, on Pewaukee Lake Water Ski Club site, they uh, page, they actually have a video of that on there. So we were so proud of our guys <laughs> and the boat driver. He's amazing. Yeah. So quick little plug for them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's been a fun season. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's great. That's amazing that you got two podcasts going on. Yeah, it's it was a special event on the other one. And I'm looking forward to hearing how that all went. So this has been a lot of fun. I, I'm just going to ask uh, if you have any last thoughts for everybody before we, uh, before we close up for today. <laughs> I just hope everybody has a good weekend and stays safe. Excellent. Barbara, I'll bring you back to any last thoughts you'd like to share with us today. Oh, here, let me hit the button here. Both the muted. Yep. Just muted on there. Yeah, there we go. Muted a minute ago. Um, no, I'm, I so, I so appreciate you, your energy, you know, your husband's, what you do, what you share. It's always nice to see the festivals that are happening. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Barbara. Always love having you join us here too. And believe it or not, we're doing the big Optimist event after this. We're, we're actually members of the Optimist Club, and which is all about youth and uh, doing great things with and for kids. And as a big fundraiser, uh, the, the, our town festival is going on this weekend. So we... <laughs> We're gonna go make uh, make lemonade. Literally, we are. We have squeezed cases of lemons over the course of the week, and yeah. they're selling the the homemade lemonade in the lemonade stand at Lions Days. So we are, we're on okay. our way there next, and our shift starts in about a half hour. So we're all excited. Oh. We're gonna be smelling like lemons for the next week. I think <laughs> I'm excited for that. Yeah. So yeah, the weather's perfect. So we should be busy today. Oh, very oh. good. So Very you good. Are, make lots of money for those kids programs. I hope so. I hope people are thirsty, <laughs> not just for the beer tent. They need to come get some lemonade. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you guys are always welcome back here. We hope to see you again in the upcoming weeks. And as always, for all of us here with World of Ability, we are so grateful for all you do. Thank you so much for being here and we'll see you soon.